Welcome back to Taco Corp Sports. I'm Nate. That's Tony. We're talking week 15 of the NFL season. And we're going over what we learned from week 15 from a fantasy perspective and what we're going to be maybe doing with it going forward. It could be from a real football perspective too, Tony. Like I'm not going to be mad at that. Uh, in the spirit of Christmas and giving, we're going to be talking about the gifts that keep on giving or that we expect to keep on giving. And that is fantasy players who gave us the gift of fantasy points this year that we expect to dominate last year. We're not talking Tyreek Hill. We're not talking, you know, Brock Purdy, you know, or anything like, like just all-star studs or anything like that, that we all knew we're going to be dominant to begin the year. Uh, that's just, you can react to me talking about Brock Purdy that way, Tony, if you want, but um, at least like a <laughs> smirk. Or, yeah, there we go. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> then we're going to be drafting our top five Christmas gifts for fantasy football players. It's Christmas season. Forward this to your old lady. Forward this to your girlfriend. Forward it to your mom, your dad, your grandma. Definitely forward it to your dad. Dad's like podcasts on YouTube. We're going to rant and rave, <laughs> and then we're going to get the heck out of here with a banger room of the week. But first, as always, Tony, what is top of mind for you? Uh, mulligans, uh, doing things over after we've already done them one time. That's on the top. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Nate, we did the intro a couple times. Uh, yeah. imagine Nate for a moment. You have a full-time job. You're raising two kids and yet, and yet you still manage to produce 40 plus podcast episodes, audio and video and graphics. Um, I did the legwork on Matt and I show, for about three years, like from COVID on until this year. And, you know, I can really appreciate the effort. There's a lot that goes into it. So well done. Uh, you're at the top of my mind and the work you've been doing for the show. I know it's a lot of work and you're doing it on top of everything else you got going on. So thank you uh, for carrying the team. Uh, thank you for, you know, with your broken leg, putting the team on your back. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Sharper, one of the hardest hitting dudes in the league. <laughs> Thanks. Oh shit, well, that's weird. My top of mind. Take a compliment, Nate. <clears throat> no. Um, okay. I appreciate though. Um, if you want to help, that's cool too. Um, my top of mind. I didn't say anything about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just want to say I appreciate you doing what you're doing so that you keep on doing what you're doing because I don't want to do what you're doing. Oh, that was pretty good and smooth. Uh, top of mind for me is um, touchdowns. Touchdowns are important. Touchdowns are important in fantasy football. They're important in regular football, and they're important in advancing through the playoffs of fantasy football. Tony, I played against somebody in the league of record this week that on Thursday night started Keenan Allen. I saw that. You know how many snaps that Keenan Allen took, Tony? Uh, somewhere around this number. Yeah, he's holding up a zero for all the audio <laughs> listeners, you know. Um, but um, what about how many times Keenan Allen put on his uniform that day? Absolutely none. I'll just answer it for you right there. <laughs> but I get Jared Goffed. Five touchdowns. I should have known. He's my dude, right? But my entire team, I have one touchdown from CEH. And my other two touchdowns on my entire team are from Matt Stafford. We start a quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, tight end, and two flexes. I have Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara, 
Drake Oof. London, Oof. Cortland Sutton, when the game where they are getting blown out, five catches for 71 yards. Uh, I I needed something because I got Jared Goff, so I played Taysom Hill at the tight end, thinking if the Saints score a touchdown, it's coming from Kamara or Taysom Hill. One no Michael for, Thomas, one no catch Chris for four Olave. yards. Yeah. One catch for four yards, one yard rushing, 1.5 points. Trey McBride, valiant effort, 10 for 102. Look to get a lot of that garbage time at the end of the game. And as they get near the goal line, who's not on the field? The guy who has 10 catches for 102 yards and he can't score a touchdown against the 49ers. On my bench, I picked up Zamir, Zamir White and Amir Abdullah yeah. before Thursday Night Football thinking, hey, I don't want my opponent to pick these guys up. I saw that he had Keenan Allen in his starting position. Maybe he flexes one of his wide receivers. And and then uh, or he moves a flex from the a wide receiver from the flex into the starting spot and picks this dude up and went, goes. But I didn't know what to think. Because right before game time, I'm like, what if Amir Abdullah is the guy who gets all the carries and not Zamir White? So I just benched him, leaving 20 points on the bench. Mm-hmm. Tony? Calvin Ridley, Sunday Night Football. I'm spooning, laying on the on the couch with my daughter. She's a big sports fan, 10 years old. Don't think that's weird. It's just we're hanging out cuddling, right, watching football. We're both facing the television. The Jaguars, near the end of the game, they're down near the goal line. And I'm like, I really need a Calvin Ridley touchdown. We're at the 12-yard line, Tony. And at the 12-yard line, I sit there and I tell her, hey, if he catches a touchdown, it's one point for the catch, 1.2 for the yardage. That's 2.2 mm-hmm. points. A touchdown is six points. 8.2 points. I may be up by like 10, 11 points going into Monday Night Football with this because I was up three points at the time, I believe it was. And my opponent had Tyler Lockett on Monday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles, who was the disaster in a dumpster fire of a football team and an organization they're just matching the city what happens next pass back at the end zone calvin ridley catches a touchdown pass it was they rule it they rule it incomplete boom doug peterson challenges it as he should they go to the replay the uh replay expert says that's a catch he did bobble it but you could see he caught it right here and he has possession. At the same time, you turn the camera around from the other back pylon and you see that he has his foot down, his knee down, and his thigh is not out of bounds. It's leveraged about an inch and a half yeah. above the ground. There's a cheek down too or something like that. The replay officials in New York City, granted, it's damn near 1 a.m. at this time in New York, a little bit past midnight. It is tomorrow. I understand. Say, did not have conclusive evidence of when the ball was caught or if it was caught in bounds. Play stands is called. I don't get 8.2 points, whatever like that. I lose tonight by 2.1 points to a guy who didn't start Keenan Allen because of my... I'm the only one who started the love for Jared Goff before everybody else had love for Jared Goff. And I damn near, I damn sure know that is true. That was a touchdown. 
And if you can sit there and say, I don't know how you don't have conclusive evidence. It, you have to determine when he caught the ball and had possession. You have replay to determine that. You have a clean line. At what point did he possess the ball? Okay, turn it around. There is a clear defined line of whether or not his body is on a white line mm -hmm. or in the grass or not. You can see it. It'll move. You can zoom in. It'll touch blades of grass. It is 2023. I can iPhone zoom into the moon and see fucking craters. And the NFL cannot figure out how to call goddamn touchdowns or what's a catch. And the only explanation is we didn't have conclusive evidence that it was a touchdown. Why not? What was not conclusive? Because the entire world saw it, and I'm not in the playoffs, and I don't have the goddamn money to pay out whoever wins. I'm just kidding. I have the cash on the side. <laughs> oh, so tilting. No touchdowns. Arthur Smith. Jesus Christ. I need to have something else for my rant, but that's just top of mind because this is fresh in my mind and Philly lost. And I'm kind of glad about that, but because now they don't really have to come, you know, the Niners can lose to Baltimore this weekend, win out and then have home field advantage. Mm -hmm. I did advance in a couple of my leagues, but that that's really top of mind. That was tough because I was so happy that I jumped off the couch and it hurt my daughter because I moved all over her. <laughs> She's like, Oh, it hurts. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I just, I just might have won. <laughs> no. So my kids saw the turmoil in my body. And it's the Christmas season. And I'm supposed to be joyful and happy and thankful and in a giving mood. And it hurts. Anyways, that's my top of mind. So <laughs> That's good. You good? You good now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Oh, that took nine minutes. Moving on to what we learned in week 15 of the 2023 season. Tony, would you like to go first? Sure. Uh, first one, Arizona pass catchers. They are all tight end, no wide receiver. <laughs> Target share this past week. This has been trending, but just last week's really funny uh, for Cardinals pass catcher. Zach Pascal, I forgot he was on the Cardinals, 8% target share. Greg Dortch it's one of uh, Kyler's guys when everyone else is injured. 8%. Rondale Moore, 8%. Kind of the gadget player, right? Michael Wilson, usually his go-to uh, pass catcher um, when he's healthy. Maybe he's not 100% yet. I think this is his first game back coming off his injury. 8% target share. Marquise Brown, 0%. He's dealing with a heel injury. He should just shut it down for the year. Running back Michael Carter, 8%. James Conner, the other running back, 8%. <laughs> Cardinals tight end target share, Trey McBride, 30 freaking percent. That's Down cold. the stretch here, you cannot rely on any pass catcher there except for Trey McBride. Um, James Conner, fine at running back. But, uh, yeah, if, you, if you're looking to start any of those guys or grab them as, like, a DFS flyer, it's probably not a safe bet. I wouldn't mm -hmm. do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. My first and I'm one saying is that as someone – who plugged in Michael Wilson and got a big fat zero. I, no. I think maybe he had one catch. It was bad in DFS as like the dumpster dive, the flex. Yeah. Michael Wilson's going to be interesting next year because he flashed so much in like training camp and stuff like that. He runs yeah. really great routes. He uses his body well. He can catch the ball. Um, it'd be interesting. To He's see also what twice the him. size of any other receiver on that roster. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually like an actual wide receiver in the NFL. My first one is going to be looking forward to next year. I'm kind of in this mode of like looking forward to stuff. 
been watching some things or things scroll up on one of my TikToks. Um, and it's like sports related and stuff like that. And a lot of people are doing their, you know, first round of next year, right? Because for some reason yeah, yeah. people care about that, like what the first round of the draft should be. But um, mine is going to be about your Los Angeles Rams, Tony. And at the beginning of the year, I didn't think – I thought this would be Stafford's last year coming off injury, oh, pretty man. bad injury. If he comes back next year, Tony, the, the Los Angeles Rams are going to be something to be reckoned with. And that is if Sean McVay stays too. And I think that that duo is dependent on each other on whether or not either both of them are gone or both of them stay. And I know I've said before, I think that Sean McVay should get fired. I don't think he's all that great of a coach. <laughs> Hater. They're doing good. They're doing good. He's not going to get shit canned. And they're showing stuff as everybody's healthy near the end of the season. But the three main weapons on this team, Kyron Williams this last week, 27 carries, 152 yards, and a touchdown. Five for seven catching, three yards. But he did lose two fumbles. Still got you 22 fantasy points and a half PPR. Oh, yeah. So 24 and a half in a full PPR. You got Puka Nakua. Five for eight with 50 yards. Decent outing, 7.8 points. This guy was undrafted. You're happy to get 7.8 points out of a guy that's undrafted. But Puka Nakua is five catches a game and 104 yards, I think 104, 108 yards away per game from breaking both the reception and the receiving yards records for a rookie. So that means that if you're that close, you're pretty damn good. Um, yeah. Yeah, good at football. And then you got Cooper Cup, who just catches eight for eight, 111 and one. Like, this team is going to be good for fantasy. You're going to be able to draft all of them. You're going to be able to use all of them. These coming weeks, I would really look at betting Puka Nakua over. I don't, over receptions. I don't think that they're going to get there with the yards. It's really hard to get 100 something yards a game, right? But for him to get five catches, Matt Stafford could throw bubble screens all day. To this mm -hmm. dude right like teams have incentives and they love little incentives and little milestones and all that kind of stuff and if you have a guy who can get a the rookie catch record right like that just boosts everything for your team that boosts the ability to go out and get free agents this rams team has like 34 something rookies on their squad and they're all getting playing time so you got those guys to bring in another vet or something like that maybe aaron donald comes back for another year or something Maybe you sure have some of that secondary with a corner or two or a safety that can, you know, hold it all down. But the Rams are going to be a force to be reckoned with. Recommend that Pukunakua over catches. I, I assume it'd be around four and a half. Like he gets five round mm -hmm. a game. If it's five and a half, whatever. Maybe you play it. Maybe you tease it down half or something like that. But, um, but that's something to look out for the Rams. And I think they're going to be fantasy darlings in the 2024 season. And I think they're going to get overlooked because of the division that they play in. You're going to be wanting guys like Trey McBride. You're going to be wanting DK Metcalf. People are still going to like Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett, mm -hmm. every 49er out there, right? And there's all these wide receivers and stuff. And these guys are going to think you're just going to drop a little bit. And if you can get Cooper Cup outside of the first round because there's injury concerns and all these other guys are coming into the fold in the mix. Um, 
different running backs getting into the mix up there because running back is so bad. So which guy stayed healthy? You know, James Cook will probably be a first round back in first round pick next year. You're going to get the Rams out of value. And if you don't do that, you could just wait and get Matt Stafford near the end of it because he's still going to be able to distribute the ball. And if you like all of the players on the offense, you got to like the quarterback. For sure. I, I was with you. I was thinking Sean McVay was going to hang it up probably after this year and go, you know, take, what was it like 20 mil a year from Amazon or 10 mil, yeah. whatever it was, right. Without the pressures of being a head coach um, and everything that comes with that. He also had his first kid, but they did so well drafting Kyron two years ago. I think he had the high ankle sprain he was dealing with last season. Yeah. So they kind of rode Cam Akers a little more. And then this year, Puka Nakua, uh, Avila on the line. They got a couple good defensive pieces. Um, they did well. And Nate, they have a first round draft pick next year. Holy shit. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> Holy what Santa is- Claus shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, Get the Tylenol, John. <laughs> Less and Sean aren't going to know what to do. With it. They're probably just going to trade it away. You're like, I don't. Yeah. We're going to fuck this up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, th- I think I think they're in good uh, good shape for twenty. Bring in Jake Browning. <laughs> oh God. Uh, any number of backup quarterbacks this year, right? Yeah. Uh, my second one, Rashad White. Uh, so utilization, looking back, uh, kind of like the short-term stuff, trending data, right? Utilization since week 10 for Rashad White, running back, Tampa Bay, if you're not in the know. Uh, snap share, 82%. Rush share, 72%. Route participation, 74%. Getting all the routes out of the backfield. Um, target share, 11%. Really good for a running back. Long down and distance snaps, 87%. Two-minute drill snaps, 82%. In this span, so from week 10 to 15, he's finished as the RB. Uh, 10, RB12, RB18, RB10 again, RB5, RB6, and most recently RB4. He's trending up, uh, and like it or not, the Bucks are a playoff team. It's disgusting. We all know that. Uh, their remaining games, they are going to be important, um, and they are going to stay in the gas. And if they're winning, he's running the ball. If they're losing, he's catching the ball, probably catching the ball in, in wins uh, as well, winning situations. So dude's a stud. Uh, I've kind of used him the last couple weeks in DFS, and and – He's been pretty cheap, relatively cheap um, for what his production is. So, yeah, love me some Rashad White right now. Yeah, that Tampa team. But they love them some Baker Mayfield, and um, he's doing it right now. Perfect perfect quarterback rating this last week. Yeah. He's, I believe, the only quarterback to ever have a perfect quarterback rating in Lambeau Field all time. No big deal. No big deal. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, nope. <laughs> I think it might just be on the road quarterbacks, but um, something Maybe. like that. That's crazy. That's even um, even still though. That's crazy. Yeah, my next one is it'll tie into fantasy as well, but from a real per- football perspective, I think the Chargers are cooked, and I think that even after Brandon Staley and Telesco getting fired after this last week, having sixty three points dropped on them by the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, yes, you could say Justin Herbert was out, right? And, oh, Herbert showed his value to this team. They lost by 40, you know, or whatever like that. I don't think they're any better. You're going to end up having Kellen Moore still be their offensive coordinator. And maybe we were wrong about Kellen Moore because this offense has not looked good all year. You can say that they lost weapons and everything like that, but that's not an excuse. Like, from what they do fundamentally, they're not able to – scheme players open or anything like that so they're just a bad team and they are in salary cap hell they can't release so players bad. they can't trade players they can't trade the the biggest contracts 
on you know the guys like Bosa or anything like that because they owe so much guaranteed money that they're going to be in cap hell for a while. And then you got Justin Herbert earning like sixty million dollars a year, or whatever crazy number it is. Um, so I don't think it matters who they bring in as a coach. I don't think Austin Eckler is going to be there next year. We, you oh, know, no. kind of foreshadowed that in this this preseason with our busts and everything like that. But, um, but it's really concerning because I really like Justin Herbert. Uh, he was one of my favorite quarterbacks coming out of that draft class. I, I just, I just really like the guy. Um, I like Mike Williams, but he can't stay healthy. You're not a big Quentin Johnston fan. Um, it turns out he really cannot catch the football um, and use his hands. They don't have a running game. They don't have offensive line. Their defense is not all that great. Um, and they've drafted really terribly and signed a lot of people who need to be off their team to massive contracts. So they can't make room. Um, so going forward, I think I'm going to be a lot lower on the Chargers and Justin Herbert in general. So I had Justin Herbert with most touchdowns thrown this year um, for like a preseason futures bet. I had Justin Herbert most yards thrown, bringing in a vertical offense and all that kind of stuff. Kellen Moore um, hasn't worked out. I don't think it's going to work out. I think Mike Williams continues to be injured. He hasn't showed us anything different. Keenan Allen will at some point be injured throughout the year. Austin Eckler won't be there. So who's going to catch passes out of the backfield? Is it going to be Isaiah Spiller, Josh Kelly? They're going to bring somebody else in. Like, who knows? They just don't have the weaponry, even though their defense won't be able to stop anybody. I'm out on the Chargers. Uh, yeah, they're going to have to go in some type of like mini rebuild. Looking at the salary cap numbers, they're only like 900 under 900,000 under this mm-hmm. year next year they're already 45 million over so obviously they're going to do some fun you know funny money with like herbert and maybe a couple other guys but 45 million over is not a good that's like saints territory right yeah and that's not a team that's you know contending for a championship every year yeah maybe playoffs at best right cap ceiling, i say but, that yeah uh, because I, agree. I feel like they're going to bring in a coach or you know an offensive-minded head coach or something like that um and i think people are going to think it's a lot better so i think it's a stay away for me and i yeah. think that's something we really need to explore once they hire somebody yeah the look ahead's not great right now uh my final one here if you are a folding table manufacturer you might want to ramp up production the buffalo bills are on fire since week 11 <laughs> the week after they fired offensive coordinator ken dorsey james cook this is who i'm highlighting here he has not finished outside the top 12 amongst running backs, so outside RB1 territory. Uh, looking at some of his utilization numbers, 45% snap share or higher in that span. 47% uh, of the rushing attempts, so about half of the rushing attempts. They like to get uh, Ty Johnson in there and Latavius Murray, but he's getting most of them. 40% of the routes run, you saw they utilize him in the passing game. If you watch the Dallas game, the Dallas uh, just beat down, right? And then a 16% target share. Very, very good uh, at the running back pos- uh, position. At eight and six, Buffalo is still on the outside looking in uh, as far as a playoff uh, wild card seed is concerned. Uh, and they get the Chargers and Patriots in the final two weeks uh, of fantasy playoffs, right? That's what we care about. Mm-hmm. Those games are going to mean something. And James Cook has become the center of that offense. So definite fantasy starter, a guy you m- probably won some money with if you went with this, you know these last couple of weeks, but someone I'll be looking at uh, in DFS if the price is right going forward for the rest of 2023. Yeah, I... Uh... You know, we talked about the Buffalo Bills in the preseason 
and I was kind of high on Damian Harris coming into this offense because I thought that that was a sign that they were going to be more of a running team. They can't afford to have Josh Allen mm-hmm. running it, right, getting hurt. He's always hurt, fumbles and all that kind of stuff, right? Um, Damian Harris got injured early on. It seemed like they were trying to figure it all out with their previous offensive coordinator. And then they just decided once he was gone, oh, yeah, let's use this guy that we used a bunch of draft capital on who has a family name pedigree who last year in 2022, all the fantasy community believed that James Cook would be the dude there. And he just wasn't right because they didn't use him. I think think week one, he like fumbled his first touch or something like that last season. That just kind of put him in the doghouse for a good chunk of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's good to see that going on. And we are rooting for the Buffalo Bills here. Because if you listen to Pick and Winners, the other show that's on here on the channel, you will know that we got futures on the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl, to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, um, to lose to the Niners, to beat the Niners, all those things so that we have <laughs> excellent hedge positions sitting at like 80 to 1 because we got them two weeks ago before they went and beat the shit out of the Kansas City Chiefs. And I say beat the shit out of because that's what's happened even if it was a one score game um my last one here is uh, going to be about the ravens and them without keaton mitchell i believe is a massive blow to this team this dude's knee just turned into a spaghetti noodle man it was so gross so sad because outside of lamar jackson and don't come at me with this Zay Flowers stuff. Tony, you know you have Zay Flowers on a fantasy team. Lamar Jackson is now the only explosive player on this offense. And the only other player they had prior to that was Keaton Mitchell. Zay did a lot of cardio this week. Cost me a uh, playoff loss to Nick. Yeah. Well done, Nick. Yeah. And so now it's just Lamar Jackson. And I think it hurts everything for futures-wise for the Ravens. Um, that would be a ticket that if you, if they win the division, which they should, they should, they go to the playoffs, just hedge out of it as fast as you can. Don't wait on it. Thinking they may be the team that goes represent the AFC and stuff like that. And you can tough. hold on to it, get better value. It's going to be really hard when you get into these defensive battles in the playoffs to win without explosive players. And they really have one and it is the quarterback. And that is not good for whenever you are trying to win football games in the playoffs. You need somebody else. Zay Flowers cannot be the only guy. Odell Beckham's getting slow. Shout out to his over 37 and a half receiving yards and can't get over against a team that's a pass funnel in the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday Night Football. That I may be on tilt for that too. Um, but it's really scary. He was the only other reliable piece within this offense Gus Edwards doesn't have the burst that he has. No. He has some good goal line stuff. He can get in there. Short He's yardage. more of a bruiser style back. But uh, this team has thrived on having a running back that can get to the edge or break the second level and get 20 yards or something like that, right? Have the, have a long run to get over it. You talked about betting his over longest rushing prop. Longest I think rush it was every game. 13 and a half this last week, right? Which it was probably fairly fair because Jacksonville's a stout run defense in a pass funnel, but it's hit like in the first quarter or something like that. So um, it's, it's trouble for the Ravens and it's, it's hard because maybe some teams are just prone. The Niners were like this forever for, I mean, I say forever for a few years here 
Whereas, like, you don't want the Niners running back because you have to handcuff every single one of them down the depth chart because two of them will probably get hurt week one, and then the third string guy's getting hurt week two, and now you're down to using fucking Trey Sermon, you know, or something like that, but you want the running back in that system. I think it's the same thing with the Baltimore Ravens, and it's been like that for a while, too. We saw J.K. Dobbins, you can't stay healthy or anything like that, and everybody else in this offense gets hurt. So Hide your um, ACLs, hide your MCLs, hide your PCLs. Did I miss any? LCL? Uh, Did I say LCL? I don't know all those CLs. So, um, But you still want the Baltimore Ravens running back. So for fantasy, make sure you're going out there, getting your Justice Hills, getting Gus Edwards. I I guarantee Gus Edwards is dropped in a a lot of leagues. I don't know his ownership percentage. But he was dropped after Keaton Mitchell. Like, that's just how people operate, right? Like, I don't want the second guy, even though he gets touchdowns, you know? Um, So... Uh, go out there, get those guys. They're going to be league winners for you because they run the ball. They are the number one rushing offense in the entire NFL. Again, even with Again. <laughs> a new offensive coordinator who was supposed to, you know, stretch out this passing game and Lamar is going to be this prolific passer. They are still the number one rushing team in the NFL. Yeah. If you wonder how justice Hill, um, if you're trying to make a decision between justice Hill or, or, uh, Gus Edwards. If you wonder why Justice Hill has still been on the field, even with the emergence of Keaton Mitchell, just watch that dude in pass protection. Like mm-hmm. he is tiny. He's half the size of some of the guys he's blocking, but he gets up in the pads and he holds them. So I, I would lean probably Justice Hill. He catches a lot of balls. Um, I'd have to look and see who they're playing here down the stretch. San Francisco mm-hmm. probably going to be in some negative game scripts there. So I don't know. Maybe you lean uh, Justice Hill over Gus Edwards, at least for the next week. Yep. 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 All right, let's move on to our gifts that keep on giving. So we're going to be talking about fantasy players this year who were gifts, and we expect to be great next year. So guys who are moving up the ladder, up the charts, extreme. It could be extreme. It could not be extreme. But, you know, you know what I'm talking about here. So, Tony, yeah. I have a few here. Um, you've brought up one, to one, one and a half names that I had. Oh, but I'll okay. let you go first. I don't All know right, how many First one. First one is a one-year membership to the Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving, Nate, the whole year. I uh, uh, So the reason why I came up with this topic was because I just recorded an episode with Terrence for Whiskey Flick Season 2, Episode 1. Are we going to hear that in like four years? I, I'm bringing it up so that if he's editing it, it comes out this week. He told me we edit this week. We recorded Right. And everything like that, too. And we talked Christmas vacation. So there's a teaser for you. Looking forward to it. My first one, uh, Sam Laporta, tight end one on the year. What? Did you hear that right? Yes, he is the tight end one. Sam Laporta, Detroit Lions, rookie. Freaking rookie tight end. This never happens. Uh, he's got over 70 receptions, over 800 receiving yards. We still got a few weeks to go, right? Nine touchdowns. He's probably going to hit double digits there. 22% target share, massive in that offense. Uh, even more impressive because he's doing it with another target dominator um, there with Amon Ross St. Brown, who's got 130 plus targets right now. So really like Sam Laporta. Dude should be the tight end one probably in Dynasty at this point. He's so good. Yeah. So good. Catches everything. He's like a vacuum cleaner out there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. How high do you think he goes next year? Because Kelsey will be say- in the first round. He's not going to go into a Kelsey territory. He's probably, he'll probably like in the Mark Andrews. Like if Andrews has made a full recovery, I can see those guys in the same round, but that territory. Like third, fourth round, something like that. Uh, 
I would say like early to mid third. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, my number one, as bad as it has been, as as tilted as we've all been, <laughs> my number one running back coming into the season. Oh, Christian McCaffrey. No, it was Bijan Robinson. Bijan Robinson, as bad as it has been, his 2.1 fantasy points in week 15 of the NFL season in the year 2023, where we have all kinds of film and tape and analytics to talk about explosiveness and abilities and all this kind of stuff, right? You move up and you draft this dude early in the draft and you don't play him. He's still RB13 on the year. I don't believe that Arthur Smith is the head coach of this football team. There's no fucking way. Come next year. The, no I way. believe that the only reason he is still on the job is because they have not been eliminated from playoff contention. <laughs> they still have an outside shot at the division, which is this week away from being yes, eliminated. Correct. He should have been gone ages ago. We know this. We get the quarterback is not all that good. But this quarterback's also shown flashes of throwing for 250. Bijan Robinson is going to be one of my favorite guys to buy next year. Maybe people get hyped up over a new coach. I don't know. I think people may steer away because they don't know what anything's going to look like with the quarterback position. They don't know what's going to look like with the coaching staff. And they're going to look at what was his production last year. It's either going to go extreme and everybody's going to have him up in that top seven or something like that based off of his talent and all that stuff, or it's going to be mm -hmm. he's a third-round guy. And if he's a third-round guy or a second-round guy, mid to late-end second, it's a steal in my opinion. So I'm going to go with Bijan Robinson. Even, even as bad as it has been, he's still <laughs> RB13. So I think that is a gift Good. for what we've been able to get out of the guy. Oh, it, it's going to help make him probably a bargain next season for sure. Mm -hmm. uh, that that his what happened to him in the Falcons last this past week bothers me. He fumbled the ball. He went into you know running back jail. Mm -hmm. The Falcons lose to the one now two win Carolina Panthers. Yeah, that's bad coaching because he you have Cordero Patterson out there running the ball. Uh, Tyler Algier is okay, but you're handing the ball off to guys who are nowhere near as good and explosive as, as B. John Robinson. Look at Sean McVay and the Rams. You you questioned some of his coaching, but Kyron Williams fumbled that ball twice. Yep. They did let uh, – I forget who, who was in there running. Um, whoever the backup is there, I forget. This guy mm -hmm. used to be on freaking Broncos. But anyways, Kyron came back in after the two fumbles, ended up having a monster game, um, helped the Rams beat – the commanders so just the difference between good coaching and bad coaching you got good players sure make a statement maybe make them sit out as you know a series or something but not at the expense of the game and possibly the division possibly your job right he's a top what top eight pick top ten yeah pick. it's not That's like you're thing. a world beating team or you're no. trying to prove something because you're some authoritative figure you're Arthur Smith and you stink, and everybody knows it. Your entire team knows it. You have Drake London, Kyle Pitts, yes. B. John Robinson. You have studs everywhere. You have the best secondary from a man coverage perspective in the NFL. You have great young linebackers that are playing out of their mind, a defensive line that's able to get a little bit of pressure here and there. Yeah. And you lose 9-7 to seven to the Carolina <laughs> Panthers. You showed B. John Robinson, you fucking prick. <laughs> you showed God him, yeah. damn it. And like I, 
I'm not best like outside of best ball. I have no shares of Bijan anywhere. So I'm just like a neutral fan. Not even, I don't even care about the Falcons. Neutral fan looking at that. I don't know how he still has a job. That was that was awful losing to the Panthers in that spot. Come on, man. Uh, all right, that just really chapped my ass. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my next one is you already mentioned him Puka Nakua wide receiver 11 on the year 130 plus targets so far 1100 plus yards four touchdowns that's kind of low that could probably you know swing the other way um, I think they were a little rushing touchdown heavy to start the season that's starting to come back but he only has four so far but he's been reliable averaging 11 PPR points per game he's got a massive massive 28% target share and at least for the next year 2024 as you mentioned, he's going to be matched up with Sean McVay, Matt Stafford, and a very pass-heavy offense. And you have Cooper Cup, right? So teams can't mm-hmm. just focus in and take you out, right, of the offense or, mm-hmm. you know, offensive game plan. So love Puka Naku. I think he'll be an okay value. Cooper Cup's probably going to be first or second round, right? So if you are looking to get Stafford laid and and do some kind of stack there, Naku is probably the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's – um it's going to be like one of those Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle situations, right? Like, yeah. How far does Waddle fall into the late second? If he touches the third, like you're taking the dude. So, because sure. you're going to get a thousand yards. Um, my second one, you brought up James Cook earlier. So, we had this dude. I know I was looking at our rankings earlier before oh, we God. did preseason. <laughs> and James Cook was around 20s, right? In the, I think I had him at 22. You had him around that area also. It's pretty much where everybody kind of had him, not knowing what was going to go on with him and Damian Harris and all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, RB5 on the season. And Buffalo is a running team. So I think you, you know, kind of hit all the points there. Um, the team is going to become more of a running team as it goes on because it opens up so much more for their offense. Um, you don't have crazy coverage all over Stefan Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dalton Kincaid, Dawson Knox, like – they could run two tight ends and have a mean play action game that they haven't had for a while because mm-hmm. they do so much out of the shotgun, right? Um, so a lot more stuff under center I think we're going to end up seeing in Buffalo's become that, hey, you got to come up north, play us in the in the freezing cold of Buffalo, New York, and we're going to punch you straight in the face just like they did with the Dallas Cowboys. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to be their way going forward. Josh Allen's still slinging the ball around, still get his rushing yards, but I think that um, James Cook is going to be the focal point of his offense. I would be very comfortable taking this dude right at that turn of one, two. I think it's that good. Damn. That is my week 15. You know, <laughs> I don't think it's too much of a recency bias. I mean, he did have mm-hmm. like 200 yards, right? But um, I think it just showed what this team is going to look to do. And they yeah. are steamrolling and they are steamrolling with the running game. Yeah, and schematically, at least like from a fantasy angle, it has changed, right? Previously, you could throw Gabe Davis, you could throw Stephon Diggs and, you know, sign up Stephon Diggs for 20 plus, Gabe Davis, you know, 10, 15, maybe the occasional 30 point game. You know, Dawson Knox was fine. If Dalton Kincaid was feeling it, he was fine. But now it's like Josh Allen's getting the rushing yards, going to get some passing stuff sprinkled in. Stephon Diggs, most days, probably going to be fine. Outside of that, though, I don't think you trust anyone. Yep. Obviously, I James think, Cook, but like from the and, pass catcher aspect, it's more funneled. And I think it's important to look at like what is the winning blueprint in the NFL? Yeah. As much as the Kansas City Chiefs have had Patrick Mahomes and able to sling it and all that kind of stuff, right? The Chiefs are a heavy run team. They run the hell out of the football and they've ran the football 
forever. I mean, think about the Kansas City Chiefs. So like all these running backs that we've had over the years and over the years and over the years. A lot of all them. these running backs in the Andy Reid offense. Even when like McNabb was there, Philly, like prolific passer. Terrell Owens on the team, like dogs everywhere. Brian you cared Westbrook. about Shady McCoy. You cared about Brady, you know, Brian Westbrook. You cared about all the running backs oh, yeah. in offense. The Niners, predominant running team, right? Even though their quarterback kind of like leads the league in passing, every passing metric, touchdowns, passing yards, all that kind of stuff, right? They're a predominant running team. The Miami Dolphins, as much as yeah, they're a bully, no they're a predominant running team. You look at the Philadelphia Eagles last year, predominant running team. You look at the Baltimore Ravens, predominant running team. What what the Cleveland Browns could be if they had competent quarterback play predominant run team, right? Like all the best teams have solid defense and they run the shit out of the ball and they're fantastic at running the ball. So I think that's what Buffalo is doing to get them over that edge of becoming a a true contender, not putting it all on the quarterback position. Yeah, that's definitely the blueprint. Uh, My final one, you mentioned this name as someone we weren't highlighting, but I'll get to why Brock Purdy QB five on the year. Wasn't drafted very high. Going to clear 4,000 yards easy. Going to clear 30 touchdowns. There are lots of quarterbacks who were and who will be drafted ahead of him in 2024. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to wait a waste a very, very early round pick to get guys like Josh Allen, to get your Patrick Mahomes, to get Lamar Jackson, to get Jalen Hurts. That's like top five rounds. You don't need to do that with Brock Purdy. Additionally, if you want to stack any of those guys, Josh Allen, you got to get Stephon Diggs in the first or second round. Patrick Mahomes, you got to draft Travis Kelsey probably in the second or third round next year. We'll see where Rasheed Rice lands. Lamar Jackson, you got to draft Mark Andrews probably in the third round. Uh, we'll see how his recovery goes. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, that's probably the first or second round. With Brock Purdy, you don't have to pay as much. Debo and uh, Brandon Ayuk are probably going to be like third or fourth round guys. Um, George Kittle, if you just want to grab the tight end. If you want to grab CMC and do that kind of stack to make sure you get all the touchdowns, yeah, that's yeah. a first-round pick. But you have other options, right? There's a, there's a lot of different ways to approach it. So I, yeah. I, I'm i very high on Brock Purdy going into 2024. Hopefully a lot, a lot of people are not. <laughs> I don't think people are going to be based off the perception of Brock Purdy. Yeah. I'm going to call he's a system guy. He's a yeah. Mr. Irrelevant. Come back to earth. All this kind of stuff. No, I, no rushing upside. I think the dude's a fucking killer. Like, he's so calm, corny, fucking stereotypical white boy from fucking, you know, Arizona. And his old lady is from, like, Iowa. He's working on the farm, doing corn and all that kind of stuff on the bye week. People just don't see him as, like, because he's not flashy, he doesn't talk a lot of shit. They're talking about MVP talk, and he says, yeah, McCaffrey should have it, right? He does everything for this team. He takes no credit for anything. You lead the league in passing yards, touchdown, EPA, percentage, touchdown percentage All per throw, every everything. You're the best quarterback in the league. One of the best seasons that a quarterback has ever put up statistically ever. I get there's not 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. But from an efficiency standpoint of getting players in position to make plays, you're the best. You're the best this year. And he's like, mm-hmm. yo, man, I just play my role. I'm just here and get it to the guys. They do their thing. Like, it, People don't like that, man. It's not it's not flashy. He doesn't run the ball a lot and everything like that, too. So, um, yeah, I I like that. I just didn't want to talk about my own team. So my note, That's fair. My next you. one is kind of going to be dependent on if he – I was going to put Trey McBride – you know, he's tight end four since Sackerts went on the IR in week seven. And even after that, just being tight end four for the, that 
part of the season. He's number eight on the season, and he's only 60 points from the top. Um, but I'm going to talk about Mike Evans. So once again, he's drafted as a wide receiver two, wide receiver three, back end of those, you know, middle round drafts, like sixth, seventh, eighth round or something like that mm-hmm. in some leagues, right? The later that the draft season went on, Mike Evans became a higher draft pick, but he's just wide receiver nine again, catching a thousand yards, bunch of touchdowns. It's going to be dependent on whether or not he goes and tries to take a big contract or he stays in Tampa. I'd like to see him stay in Tampa and do what they're doing there. But if he wants to go to like a true, true contender or something like that, but I I think he might be looking for his next big payday. Maybe he goes to like Tennessee or something like that, right? Where they got a young quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know, but you know, they, they could pay a guy like that. So yeah, I'm going to talk about likes to sling it. Yeah. Mike Evans uh, going forward. So let's move go. on to a draft. Tony, we're going to talk about the top five Christmas gifts for fantasy football players. Christmas season. You got friends that are fantasy football players. You got spouses that are fantasy football, football players. You got kids that are fantasy football players, whatever it may be. It's hard to think about what to get somebody for Christmas. If all they give a shit about is fantasy football, they don't care. You know, what do you want for Christmas? I want a goddamn championship. Well, I can't give you a championship. What else do I get for Christmas? And all they talk about is fantasy all week long. They study fantasy. They do two podcasts a week. And they're sitting there doing all this stuff when they should be hanging out with you outside of the one hour that you watch Oprah reruns or something like that. So top five Christmas gifts for fantasy football players. Tony, would you like the first pick or the two? I'll go with, I'll go with the first pick. I'll set the tone here. Nice. Uh, first one for me is going to be a therapy session, uh, probably needed after the mental torment, the punishment, uh, and just the exhaustion, you know, that we put ourselves through year in, year out. Um, we draft right in late August, early September before the season starts. We're doing research. We're watching, you know, the OTAs. We're watching preseason in August. So really the season starts in like April when the draft takes place. And then it just does not stop until we get to late December through our fantasy playoffs. If we make them. If we make them. So you're talking about three quarters of the year, Nate. That's draining. Look at us. Look at I'm 27 years old. I look like I'm 40. Nate's 48 years old. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, give me a give me a therapy session. If you can buy a single one and just give it to, to your fantasy league mates. Yeah, that's good. I did not come to this prepared for like real comedy which is now i'm like damn it why did i take this so literal and (laughs) this could have been such a better segment tony i apologize you're you're good i got a couple of them i apologize um serious yeah i think my my first one is going to be um just an envelope full of cash and on the front of the envelope you write 2024 league fees just just do that because you know what sucks is for people in relationships, I should say, what sucks is every year August rolls around and you know it's draft season and you know you got to sit there and say, hey, um, by the way, I need to put in the budget line $460 for what? Fantasy Football League fees. When's the last time you've won Fantasy it's been a decade, babe, but this year's my year. I've been studying since fucking March. Season ended. I took a month off, watched a little spring training, got back into fantasy. I know it. I got sleepers galore. 
give the guy or the gal or the kid, whoever it is, some league fees. They will thank you for it. It'll show, hey, I support what you love. You know, I support you in what you love doing. League fees is a tough conversation to have for a lot of people. Just set it aside. Here you go. Mm -hmm. Here's some league fees. You don't have to get them anything else for Christmas. One gift in an envelope. You don't even have to lick it shut or nothing. Like just fold it in and write 2024 league fees. Put it in the stocking. Good to go. That's what I got you. Happy as all can be. August is a rough month for our kids. They're not eating very well. They're not getting the shoes they probably really need. So yeah, um, it's back to school time too. Back to you got to juggle back to school with fantasy football league fees. These are tough decisions you have to make in 2023 going into 2024. Like it's the worst, man. It's it's going to be a tough time. Um, election season's going on. You don't know what's going on with the economy. You know, is your house value falling? Just pay for the pay for the person's league fees. Um, my second one would be. So this year, Fantasy Week is the week after Christmas. Christmas is on a Monday. That next week, we follow up. Championship Week for most leagues, Week 17. Just get a little gift certificate or a menu or something like that. Order catered food. Give it to the guy for Christmas. Hey, this is on the menu for next Sunday when you're watching tons of hours of commercial-free football on NFL Red Zone, and you're battling, sweating out for a championship. You're worried about all this other stuff. You're crushing, you know, uh, Captain Crunch bowls of cereal, beating the hell out of your mouth. You know, hey, look, I got, I got sliders, I got wings, I got tater tots or wedges or mac and cheese, but whatever it is, mm. appetizer it up, cater it. Might cost you even if it's, hey, I got an Uber Eats, you know, fucking thing or whatever like that, eighty bucks or something like that. Just put a spread right on the coffee table for the person. I'm going to say catered food for championship week. I like that. Definitely like that. I love food. Uh, <clears throat> so my second one here, this goes hand in hand with my first one. So you got therapy uh, to help us, you know, work through some mental torment um, that we endured for the fantasy season. This uh, next one is hard liquor. Uh, so oftentimes fantasy managers, they find themselves in need of something to dull the pain, maybe in between therapy sessions. Um from playing fantasy football and usually a good cocktail does the trick probably probably counterproductive to where we're trying to get mentally but uh yeah hard not if you do two three four five or six that's yeah fair good point and you're doing doubles or triples like (laughs) normal humans (laughs) yeah uh let's see next one hmm i got a few choices here uh so this is a gift that every fantasy manager should get for Christmas, for their birthday, for Labor Day, Thanksgiving, wh- whenever. Remove kickers and defenses from your home league. They have no place. Add a flex. Add two flexes. Um, I like the you know the jelly of the month club. It's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year, Nate. <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. rid of kickers and defenses. That would be the best thing if, that you could do in a, in a fantasy football league. Christmas morning. You hit up the group chat, chat or the Discord or the Facebook group, wherever you guys communicate at. Maybe call every manager individually. Hey, just want to say Merry Christmas. No more kickers or defenses. Have a great one. Like, they'll get off. Happy as hell. Oh, uh, 
return the presents. I don't need them anymore. No kickers or defenses. Exactly. Yep. Um, <clears throat> my third one is going to be you can get the person a cameo from the best player on their team that year. Like, it's good. Go to cameo.com. You can look up the best player on their team or somebody who's affiliated with that team, maybe a past superstar or something like that. Say, hey, I know you got whatever on your Rasheed Rice on your team. The guy's going for, you know, eight eight of ten, 150 and two on championship week. Let's go. Or something like that. Like, that'd be kind of cool. Get the person to cameo from the best player on their team. Um, you're probably not going to get it from the player during the season, but. You can get it out. Those are really good. I, I mess with Cameo on the other show. Or do it like in the off season. Like if you could do that, like just pre-plan that. Like you know, hey, this guy's a big whatever guy and he's going to get him or something like that, right? Do that. Um, My next one is, look, if you're really wealthy, like you got fucked on the cash, right? And you buy these really expensive gifts and stuff like that. Um, They have these recliners, Tony. They plug into the wall, and in the arms of the recliners, there's cup holders there. Mm-hmm. But then if you go back from the cup holder, it separates from that front part of the recliner, mm-hmm. and the sides lift up, and you can fit six packs in each side of, of the arm <laughs> of the recliner. I've always wanted one. I saw it one this... time in a furniture store, and I think that it would be awesome. If you are, like, one of those people who buys gifts like that, like, you know, you're you're wealthy, you got cash, or or you just try to flex, and whatever you do, right, get the guy a recliner, or the gal, or the kid, get a recliner mm-hmm. with coolers inside of it. You don't have so to get like up a, other than to use the restroom. Like a refrigerator? It's like a refrigerator in the yard? Yeah, it's strictly like that a refrigerator. Is, wow. So it, it cools and everything like that. And then your seat's kind of cool the whole time while you're sweating, so you can even get like a little you know, fox leather or something like that, that you might sweat and stick to or whatever, because it's going to stay cool from the sides. It's actually yeah, pretty yeah. cool. That's it's pretty good. pretty cool. Yeah. All right. We've got good picks. Uh, we're both going kind of different directions, but those are really good picks. Uh, my next one here is, is my fourth pick. It's going to be live drafts, uh, online drafts, just not the same. I know if you have people who are, you know, geographically separated might make that challenging, mm-hmm. but if you have, you know, the majority of the league, Bring them all together. Do a live draft. Put a, put everyone else up on the screen, um, and just like post the picks or something. Have them keep track. Have everyone like keep you know bring a draft sheet. It's just so much more fun. Um, it's what everybody wants, even if they don't know they need it. They want it. Yeah, it's so live much fun. drafts. Live drafts are the electrolytes of twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's what fantasy managers crave. <laughs> all right, last one here. Hmm. Um, all right, this is an easy one. It, it lines up with like the timing of everything. Payouts, payouts sent on time, like the day championship, the championship is decided. Uh, some people like to send out like, I think Brandon does this for his league in Clackers, uh, the highest scoring team in the regular season. They get mm-hmm. like a certain percentage of the pot, right? And he sends that out basically um, the final week of the season. So just getting that money sent out right away. There's nothing more annoying than waiting like weeks for, your commissioner to get his shit together um, yeah. or, or get his shit together or collect the dues from everybody. Cause he didn't do a good job or she didn't mm-hmm. do a good job of collecting that shit before the season started. That also chaps my ass really chaps my ass. People not paying on time, but give me those payouts yep. on championship day. Yeah. I've done that in the past where I've like waited and I just like, 
okay, yeah. championship's done. I didn't win it or whatever like that. And I just completely yeah. zone out. So, like, this year I set alarms, like, after Monday Night Football last week. I was like, yep, pay out, you know, or whatever like that. Like, league yeah. winner for whatever. And just sent that out. And so. Uh, there you go. Yeah, because you really feel really bad as a commissioner, too. Especially the one where you didn't collect fees. Like, I've done that in the past. It's just like, hey, just let me know or whatever like that. And mm. it's bad, man. Like, this year I had to be like, yeah, we got a penalty. Pay on time, it's, right? It's just a bad time of year, too. Like, it's right around Christmas. Like, yeah, if someone was and strapped maybe, for cash in August or September, they're probably going to be strapped for cash in December, right? So, he's got to yep. stay on top of that stuff. Yep. So, that or come up with a, you know, a plan or, you know, a little handshake deal of, hey, at this point, I'm going to give you whatever, 40 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever like that, right? Figure something sure. out and then, you know, have a consequence if that doesn't happen or something like that. So, yeah. um Come do some work around the house or something. Yeah. You know, give me a little HJ, check my prostate, whatever. Um, my next one is going to be, I think this one's easy and doable and it's fairly cheap, right? So um, they make Funko Pops for like every player in the NFL now or whatever like that. Like you can just make Funko Pops all over the place. Sure. So get a Funko Pop of the person's, you know, favorite player on their fantasy team that year or the one that they drafted you know, as a sleeper or something like that. Like you can get all that intel. Hey, who were your sleepers this year? Like, what, what are you talking about? Like I heard someone talking about, they drafted, you know, somebody late and they were really good. Like we're giving you tips right here, right? This is just the whole conversation. And they turned out really good. Did you have any of those? Yeah. Nobody likes to talk more about their sleepers to anybody who will listen than someone who has a sleeper. Right. So, yeah. um, Funko pop of, the best player on their team or whoever their favorite player is on the team or something like that. Cause then they could commemorate it with, Hey, I remember I got that the year I had Rasheed Rice and he went, you know, eight, eight of 10, 150 and two championship week. And I won my league. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, Funko pop with the best player on the team to recap, Tony, you have number one therapy session. And that brings us to our sponsor of this episode, better help with better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> A therapy really session, uh, a bottle of liquor. But here's really our sponsor. Of the if you have a problem with alcohol and you cannot drink responsibly, call. <laughs> Next one is going to be no kickers or defenses. And that comes. To... I don't have one for that. Live drafts, payouts <laughs> sent on time. Uh, for me, I have uh, cash for next year's league fees, catered food for championship week. Give me anything. You make. 20 McDonald's fries and 10 cheeseburgers or something like that. Like, that's awesome. I get a cameo from a player of their favorite team. Uh, the fridge recliner. If you're really wealthy, and you got a lot of cash. Um, you're not like us. Uh, and uh, my last one is going to be a Funko Pop of their favorite player on their team. So you have any honorable mentions, Tony? I had a couple more. I had, uh, you know, fantasy football ring or trophy for the champion, right? If they happen to win their league's championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had moving the fantasy football, uh, like the app or platform of choice to anywhere but Yahoo. Yahoo is like my yes. least favorite yes. right now. And then a lot, I guess the last one I didn't pick was a responsible, handsome, muscular commissioner who cares. Uh, and I had a note here. There's nothing worse than an uninvolved commission who didn't collect all the dues. Mention that. Can't keep the same people in the league. And let's cheating run rampant. Uh, who your commissioner is, Nate, matters. Damn, that felt like shot. I was talking taken. about me. That was. Yeah. <laughs> no, I had um, you know some pretty basic ones. NFL Sunday ticket. 
just pay for it for next year. Oh shit! Um, another TV. We always want another TV to put wherever we're watching, right? Even if you got to put it on like a little fold-out table or something like that. If you have more screens, it's awesome. Like it just right. shows that you're supporting what they enjoy doing for an entire Sunday when you don't get to go do stuff as a family. Um, I wrote tickets to a local game where a player from their fantasy team is in town, right? If they have like a favorite player or someone who won a championship for them years ago or whatever like that, like just get some tickets or something like that. Um, that's pretty cool. Jersey from the player, um, from a player that on your team that like they want to be good, but just isn't right. So like for me, yeah. it would be like a Zach Wilson Jersey, someone I believe in. Right. But, um, shows you care about what they care about. And then I wrote my last one, which I'm a big fan of this, Tony. Um, I wrote a shit ton of Hickory Farms meat sticks and cheese balls. <laughs> like those things they used to sell as like packages in the malls and stuff like that back in the, the 90s. And I think they still do at some places. But that Hickory Farms, man, you get that big old cheese log or the cheese balls with like the oats and stuff on them. Or mm -hmm. those, you know, sauce, summer sausages and stuff like that. That stuff is fantastic. Let us know what you think fantasy managers would want, or if you're a fantasy manager, what you would want in the comments on YouTube at Taco Corp Sports. Rants and raves, Tony. Do you have a rant or a rave? I do. Okay. Um, if you're like me and you've never heard about lo-fi playlists on YouTube or Spotify, and you've been on this earth for 27 years like me, do yourself a favor and check out lo-fi hip-hop or lo-fi Christmas music or lo-fi Star Wars music. They have a lo-fi playlist for everything. Uh, they're all free to stream or whatever. They have one of those, uh, like I said, um, for studying, relaxing, or just like background noise uh, for, for the holidays. I don't know who produces them. Um, some of them are like 3D rendering, and they have cool things like the Star Wars ones has Anakin who flies by. It's looking at Ahsoka. She's like the hip-hop girl, right? Probably seen mm -hmm. the hip-hop girl before in her green sweater. Um, little notes pop up on ah Ahsoka's little desk she's studying on, but really cool stuff. Uh, and when I'm at work, like before class starts, um, I'll just throw that on, and I don't know. It's really good. keeps you focused, and it's free. It's free 50. Check it out. Have I never worn my lo-fi girl hoodie around you? I don't think so. So, you know, the lo-fi hip hop on the lo-fi girl channel that runs 24 seven. So I have a yeah. hoodie. I have a hoodie. I have a bunch of merch from lo-fi girl with just like the big picture in the middle that has lo-fi yeah. girl on it. Um, and uh, I'm subscribed to their text channel. You can oh, see sure. here. It says like lo-fi girl. Yeah, I don't yeah, know, yeah. Right there. Right. I see so, it there. Yeah. Lo-fi girl. Wow. Uh, so I get marketing texts and stuff like that too. Um, shout out for to you. Me. Shout out to you Thanks. for coming into 2017, Tony. Woohoo! That's good. Um, that's good. Uh, rants and raves. I've already ranted. Uh, I don't really have much for this. You know what? I'm going to still rant about... Um, nah, I'm going to rave. Um, I talked about this a while ago, too, right? But it's getting to the end of the year where people have different goals and resolutions and stuff like that too. So, uh, if you're looking to do some different stuff or the way that you're handling your financial stuff, um, and it's not working for you or you're struggling or you're stressed or you don't have enough money left at the end of the month or whatever it is, right. You have too much month at the end of the money or whatever it may be. You can check out the link below. You got a, um, a free code or a link to, uh, 
the Ramsey Solutions Financial Peace University to give you the okay. entire course for free. And it gives you their every dollar premium app and it connects to like your bank account. So when you're budgeting, you can all your transactions will go into the app. So you can just drag and drop it into what categories it is, right? To keep you accountable with your spending and stuff like that. You can link it with your spouse. Um, you know, if you are married or anything like that, um, so that you guys can both track things and keep each other accountable. It's not a call you out or monitor or control or anything like that, right? Like come up with it together and figure out what you guys are going to do and make 2024 a better year for you. There's a lot of people. I was talking to somebody today that was struggling with student loan stuff because student loan repayment started in October and they had waited the three years that it was in forbearance or whatever you would say you'd have to pay on it zero interest cured or whatever like that and they didn't touch it because they thought it was going to be forgiven by the government um but yahoo finance came out with an article about a month ago i believe it was and they were talking about the total number of assets that the u.s government has and the largest amount of assets that the u.s government has is the ownership of um the debt liability for student loans it equates to i believe it's 44 percent of the actual assets that the u.s government has so mm-hmm. um when you're this many trillion dollars in debt you ain't getting rid of that kind of stuff the government's kind of turned itself into a bank they collect more in student loan payments and it's worth more that bill that they're due than the amount of taxes that they receive in the irs so um by times four so um if you're struggling with that kind of stuff, dealing with it, you can feel free to hit me up to at Nader8530 on X Twitter, or um, or you could just comment here at the channel or whatever like that. I'll walk you through. It. I'll help you out, um, especially if you're you know one of our close friends and stuff like that. I did it. Um, it's tough, but it's not really all that tough when you care. So um, don't allow yourself to sh- struggle, and then you could pay your league dues, and then you don't have to usually do money to buy your kids shoes for school and then you're struggling to pay out because you went too hard on christmas so um i'm just a real big fan of their work um they kind of just say it as it is and it's common sense for your dollars and cents so um you know people may not believe with everything that they teach or whatever like that but it's helped me out tremendously and i have a lot more peace and i can go to bed pretty easily when i go to sleep at night not worrying about stuff so um i'm a living testimony uh Thanks for listening. You can follow the show at Taco Court Sports. Uh, thank you for subscribing. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe on the YouTube or whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Leave a like and a review. Comment below what you think about these episodes, what you want to hear, especially in the off season. What do you want us to talk about? Um, you can follow the show at Taco Court Sports on all socials. Tony, do you have anything else for the people? Uh, yeah, uh, missed opportunity, right? Uh, for people who have to now pay student loans back since that's not yeah. going to happen. Um you could have taken out tons of like PPP loans. Those were forgiven. <laughs> just yep. paid off your student loans. Yep. We missed it. Missed opportunity. We but are no. where we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I got nothing else. Uh, awesome show, cool. man. Cool. Be sure to check out the Whiskey Flick podcast. Also, there'll be linked below. I just did an episode with Terrence. First episode of season two that he is doing. It's supposed to drop this week. And we are featuring a Christmas movie in... National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I think it was a good one. It's probably about an hour and a half long episode, hour 40 episode or whatever like that. But we would touch on a lot of really cool stuff that relates to life. So go check that out and support Terrence in his endeavor. Give that support and tell him, hey, we need more episodes. We know you got four of them in the hopper. Get Bang them out, dude. Give them get to off, us. Get it. off the cod. Um, 
Banger of the Week, Tony, you had sent me a song, and it's going viral on Reddit, and it is Shit. Little John mixed with um, with another song. Tony, I know you're excited, but the only problem is it's not all available on Spotify. I tried to look for it on Spotify, but because it's a remix and a rendering, I can't put uh, it in. Um, dang it. So I'm going to go with what everybody should walk into their fantasy championship with you're in championship week send a video dress like you're a newborn baby maybe go grab some tiny whities whatever it is oil up your skin have a nice cold beer a, a foot long hot dog maybe one of the tony gets the good ones he gets those hebrew nationals like i can't afford that um i don't know what he's like selling his soul giving out plasma something like that to buy these hebrew nationals ppp loans ppp loans <laughs> But you make a video, an entrance video to your fantasy championship. You sitting on your couch, whatever. You get your little spread, whatever it is. Joy to the world, Nat King Cole. It's awesome. Just just think about you walking in your living room with this song blaring and stuff like that. Send it to your buddies prior to the start of the week or wait till the after. Whatever it is, joy to the world, Nat King Cole. Merry Christmas, everybody. Or happy Christmas, Tony. You know what that's from? Happy Christmas. Uh, no. Oh, the greatest Christmas movie of all time. Harry Potter. Happy Christmas, Tony. Oh, happy Christmas, Harry. Yep. <laughs> happy, happy Christmas, Festivus. Happy No. Um, I don't know where that comes from, but uh, for Tony, I have Nate. Taco Corp episode 125, week 15, NFL recap. 40 in a row. Love you, bye. Woo. Bye.